0: Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had. And she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first. And she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough... Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat, and imprimatur, and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I can't understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. May I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. The application from the sixth Sunday of Easter. The first reading shows us that we are not to forget public worship. The second reading tells us that love is a decision, not a feeling. The gospel reveals to us that God chose us. We did not choose him. This week, commit yourself to a choice and action of loving someone unconditionally. Choose someone in your family school or work area pick someone who seems to be difficult to love pray each morning for the grace and power of the holy spirit be specific in your choice and type of action be prepared for an incredible miracle in your life and then share that miracle in your testimony I just came across this answer Deacon Ken gave back in a book dated 1993 to 2000. I choose Marie because even though I love her, she is very demanding and difficult to work with at times. I will pray every morning to ask God to give me a teachable spirit and a double portion of discernment. I will try to listen twice as much as I speak. I began by not speaking so much on the April 28th, 1997 radio show. Well, Ken passed away seven years ago, and this is hard to take right now, but I sense the Lord wants me to share it with you. My spiritual director said I can be stubborn at times just a couple of days ago. I sort of ignored his comment, but now after reading what Ken said, I too am going to ask God to help me to listen twice as much as I speak and share more of what Jesus is doing in my life. What was a helpful or a new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Well, Deacon Ken wrote one of his books, To Love Unconditionally. In his application, I chose to love a man who came to my front door looking for some work by feeding him a bowl, big bowl of mixed fruit. He could not speak English, but I could tell by his eyes he was grateful. And I have a helpful thought I got. From the gospel last week is that Jesus has told us everything the father has told him and that he no longer calls us slaves, but friends. He is the initiator in sharing. I feel blessed to be able to have such an intimate relationship with God. My application is to speak up more than I have been in sharing what Jesus is doing in my life as I said before. This week is the seventh Sunday of Easter. The gospel is from John 17, 11 to 19. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. And now I will no longer be in the, the world, but they are in the world. While well, I am coming to you, Holy Father, Holy Father, Keep them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one, just as we are. When I was with them, I protected them in your name that you gave me, and I guarded them, and none of them was lost except the one of destruction, in order that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you. I speak this in the world, so that They may share my joy. I give them your word. And the world hated them. Because they do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world. But that you keep them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I belong to the world consecrate them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I sent them into the world. And I consecrate myself for them, so that they may also may be consecrated in truth. The word of the Lord. The question, who will no longer be in the world? And who is in the world? Jesus, and the ones the Father has given Jesus, what does Jesus call his Father? Holy Father. Where does he ask him to keep them in his name that he has given him? And for what reason? So that they may be one, just as the Father and Son are one, John 17:11. Whom does Jesus love? John 13:1 says before the feast of Passover. Jesus knew that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father. He loved his own in the world, and he loved them to the end. What did Jesus do? He protected them and guarded them. And how did he do it? Well, he was with the ones God gave him in God's name, John 17, 12. Why does Jesus say this while he is still in the world. So they may share his joy completely. John 17, 13. Also, John fifteen eleven says, I have told you this so that my joy might be in you and your joy might be complete. What did Jesus give them? His word. What did the world do? Hated them. And for what reason? because they do not belong to the world any more than he belonged to the world. John 17, 14. What dwelt among men and became flesh? The word. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And John 1, 14 says, and the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory, the glory of the father's only son, full of grace and truth. Jesus is the word made flesh. It is so important that we come to know Jesus and every word he spoke. We do not study God's word to become a great scholar of the Bible, but to build an intimate, loving relationship with Jesus Christ the healer and lover of all those the Father has given them. We are blessed to be called children of God. What does Jesus ask the Father? John 17, 15. Not that he take us out of the world, but that he keep us from the evil one. From what do we ask God to deliver us? Matthew 6, 13 says, But do not subject us to the final test, but deliver us from the evil one. This is right out of the Our Father prayer Jesus taught his disciples. We must remember our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities, with the powers, with the world rulers of this present darkness. With the evil spirits in the heavens. Ephesians 6, 12. What do we not do if we are begotten of God? Who protects him and who cannot touch him? We know that no one begotten by God sins, but the one begotten by God he protects and the evil one cannot touch him. That's from 1 John 5, 18. The personal question. In what way have you felt God's protection from the evil one? A friend of mine who has high blood pressure answered this personal question by saying, I have to say that with my current health issues, I rely on my prayers, God's grace, and the assurance of dear friends like you and on my children. I know that my life is in his hands, and I am trusting that he'll bring me through this. Deacon Cannon, in one of his books, I have felt his physical protection and presence at different times. I get tremendous comfort in presence of God through prayer and scripture. For me, it has been through the scripture, 1 John 4, 4. You belong to God's children and you have conquered them for the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. The understanding that the Holy Spirit dwells in me and Satan is prowling around like a roaring lion in this world we live in. I now release myself into his loving arms and feel safe and secure. I believe what it says. And whenever fear enters in, I call on the name of Jesus and he is always there for me. To whom do we not belong? To the world. And what does Jesus ask the father to consecrate us in truth? And what is his word? My word is truth. John 17, 16 to 17. We find we find the truth in every word that comes from the mouth of God. How have we purified ourselves and how are we to love one another? One Peter 1 22 says, since you have purified yourselves by obedience to the truth for sincere, mutual love. Love one another intensely from a pure heart. As the father sent Jesus into the world, where has he sent us? John seventeen eighteen into the world. What does Jesus do for us and for what reason? He consecrates himself for us. So that they also may be consecrated in truth. Personal, what have you been sent into the world to do? Beacon Ken said to change it and bring back the lost to Jesus. And I'm saying to proclaim the good news of Jesus's love for us, for me and you, and that He is alive and lives in us. The commentary. We learn from Jesus's prayer in the chapter of John that the world is a tremendous battleground where the forces under Satan's power and those under God's authority are at war. Jesus prayed for his disciples and that prayer includes those of us who follow him today. Through the disciples, glory has come to Jesus. The scholar whom he has taught brings honor to the teacher. The athlete whom he has trained brings honor to his trainer. The men whom Jesus has redeemed bring honor to him. The bad man, man made good is the honor of Jesus. A disciple is one who is commissioned to do a task. As God sent Jesus out into the world, so Jesus sends his disciples out into the world. Jesus offers his disciples and us a warning. He told them that they were different from the world and that they would not expect anything else but hatred from it. He told them their values and standards were different from the world's. He is repeating that same message to all who follow him today, and yet There is a tremendous joy in battling against the storm and struggling against the odds. It is by facing the hostility and darkness of the world that all enter into the brilliant light of Christian joy. We must always remember that Jesus never prayed that his followers might find escape, he prayed that they might find victory. Jesus knew that it was in the rough and tumble of life that we must live out our Christianity. We need to be steeped in prayer, meditation, and quiet time alone with the Lord to demonstrate the Christian life in the world. Christianity was never meant to withdraw us from life, but to equip us for better, better for it. Being a Christian does not offer us a quick release from problems but a way to solve them being a disciple of christ does not offer us a life in which troubles are escaped and evaded but it does offer us a life in which troubles are faced and conquered as christians we must never desire to abandon the world but always desire to win it jesus prayed prayed for the unity of his disciples and today That unity is never so present as it is when we love one another as he has loved us, John 15, 12. Our application, in the first reading, we learn of the power that is is in watching, waiting, and praying. In the second reading, we see that God does not bring love. God is love. The gospel reveals to us that we are to go out and change the world for the glory of God. This week, practice being a disciple in your family, school, or work by watching, waiting, and serving someone. You are commissioned to bring someone to Christ. Let your actions this week show that you are a messenger of hope. You can, by your actions, be a friend, make a friend, and bring that friend to Christ. You have the chance to be good news to the world. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. In the name of the Father, and of the
0: Son, and of the
1: Holy Spirit, amen.
0: To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.